Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Welcome back to the show this evening. I am excited to introduce my co-host. We have Mr. Jeff Fasano coming in from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome back, Jeff Fasano. You know, I never get tired of that song. <laughs> That's a good thing, anyway. then. Yeah, That's is. a good thing. Welcome I, back. I and uh, we have Evis Love, the man of the land from down under. He resides and calls Australia home. Welcome back, Evis Love. Looking forward to diving in deep again, my brothers. Sadly, we can't uh, dive in with our brother, Josh, but uh, always here in spirit, my friend. So we can take a moment here. I believe it was uh, just a couple of shows or two ago that you guys honored my birthday and uh, actually sang a happy birthday to me. Now, I know Josh yesterday, in fact, was Josh Rich's birthday, and he had every intention of being here tonight on tonight's uh, episode number 113, unfortunately. He got uh, delayed on the lot, a Sony lot, filming um, Shark Tank season 14. And so as much as he, he really wants to be here, he doesn't want to be there, but he can't be here right now. So we're going to just hold space for Josh. Let's take a moment here, all of us, including our viewers and fans. Let's sing a happy birthday to Josh Richer, who celebrated <laughs> his birthday just yesterday. Ev, you want to lead us in? Oh, my brothers on three, two, and one, and sisters out there, <laughs> happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Slowing it down now. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday to, to you. you. And many more. That's for you, brother Josh. Hey, and Happy also birthday. just uh, take a moment here to welcome our viewers and listeners. If you should be coming in from LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, or YouTube Live, welcome to the night's live streaming show. If you should pick us up on replay on uh, Blue Wellness Channel, either on Roku TV and or Amazon Fire TV. Uh, you will pick us up on delay. Welcome, right on time. And tonight, uh, I noticed that uh, we are three men in black. We don't. We actually don't talk about uh, wardrobe. We don't talk about how we're going to show up. We just show up. And so it's always fun when we uh, when we show up, not knowing uh, what it's going to be like energetically. Uh, tonight, we we got the black to hold some to hold some strength for us tonight as we deep dive into topic number one thirteen. Tonight's topic is all about giving with attachments and expectations. But before we go there, I do want to invite our viewers and listeners, if you should hear something that you like or love, please take a moment to hit like or love on your monitor and light us up. And if you should have any questions or comments that come forward, drop them down into your comment section, and I will do my best 
to acknowledge and um, acknowledge as many of those as I can and um, we'll do our best to answer some questions for you. And I do want to take one last moment. I want to shout, do a thank you shout out to Elizabeth Richter, who uh, last, uh, after our show, just a couple of 24 hours ago, she actually gifted me a beautiful uh, session, healing session to help move the, the COVID virus through the, the body temple. And, and I, so I just want to take a moment to thank you, Elizabeth, who actually did a live healing session coming in all the way from the Netherlands uh, to, to touch my, my heart, my body, and my soul right here in Sedona, Arizona. And so thank you for that. We got Rachel Fiore joining us from San Diego. She said, you guys should record some music together as a side gig. We love you, Rachel, <laughs> and we can't wait. Hopefully we may do actually, Rachel may join us. I'm going to be down in uh, Southern California, um, I think the first week in August. And we're talking about maybe coming in and doing a live show from Josh Rich's studio. And we did invite uh, Rachel to join us for that live broadcast. And so she's uh, available. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be connecting shortly, just in a couple of two, three weeks now. But in any event, tonight's episode is all about giving with attachments and expectations. And so Jeff, since you're up in the upper corner, uh, sharing the upper shelf with me right now, what do you think about kicking us off, heating us up, getting us hot for another hot topic on Real Men Real Talk Live? Um, thanks, Jay. Um, you know, uh, in our, in a, something, the way this topic came up was, um, uh, this past Monday night, um, I have a men's group here in, in Nashville, uh, and we meet, uh, every, every Monday night we get together and it's a, it's actually re reread a book and, and talk about it. There was one guy in, in the group who, um, was new to the group, but he was, he was kind of down on his luck and, and it, things weren't going too well for him and he wasn't working. And the guys in the group decided let's get together and let's put some money together. He uh, landed a job out of town and he was moving and he really didn't have a, a hell of a lot of money to, um, to travel with. So he decided let's, let's, you know, let's put some cash together give it to him for gas or whatever on the way. And um, some things with that went kind of sideways and wonky and, and funky. And um, two of the guys in the group got, get very angry uh, because the, the money went somewhere else. Things went haywire. And um, the big question that came out of that, that, the other guys in the group asked, so you guys gave with expectation. When you were giving, there was an expectation or an attachment with your giving that this gentleman was supposed to do what you wanted him to do with the money. And that is how the subject came up. I brought it up to the guys and I said, you know, this is, this is pretty um, interesting and what was really interesting is the guys didn't even realize that they were doing that. They had no clue. They had no awareness or consciousness that as they gave, whatever they gave monetarily, they had an agenda and expectation and attachment of the way that money should have been used by that guy. And all of the things that he should be doing and the way things were set up 
and he should have been doing and he should have been doing. And, and a couple of us in the group, and we all have done that. I have done that in my life. So we had to connect with those two guys and begin to ask them questions about their anger. Why were you angry? Well, I gave and I expected him to do this, this. We laid out a plan. And so the entire thing was about learning and becoming conscious and aware of your giving. Are you giving with an attachment? Are you giving with an expectation? Are you giving to be loved, which is an attachment? Are you giving freely in your life? And as you give, energetically you release whatever it is you're giving, whether, whether it's your time, your energy, uh, money, a gift, or anything like that. Once it leaves your hands, it's, it's out of your hands. It's out of your energetic vortex, out of your energetic field, into that person's energetic field. And wherever they are, whatever they want to do with it is up to them. So the big question tonight that we have for everybody is, are you giving to get? Mm. Is it unconditional giving? Are there attachments mm. with your giving? Are there expectations with your giving? Are you giving to prove that you're worthy to be loved, which is a huge attachment which was my major attachment to my giving. Mm. If I give to you, then you will surely love me and see that I'm worthy. Mm. Yeah, 100%, brother. It's probably why they're in the men's group, I guess, Jeff. Uh, I hope they've been able to gain some sort of awareness out of it. You know, one of the things you're talking about there, obviously, if it's deep-rooted again in money, we're talking energy exchange again. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking about old belief systems. Like I'm not going to speak for those brothers, but you know, how are they around money? Obviously there's deep rooted emotions and feelings attached to money itself. So what I love about this show is really understanding the spirit of giving or gifting. You know, I've talked, you know, quite intimately about my culture and uh, one of those beautiful values is being able to share without the need of receiving anything in return. Mm -hmm. We always know we're going to be looked after when you get into the flow energy of the spirit of sharing or giving. So where the problem lies is like what you said, is that when we start to have the expectation of these gifts, or giving to someone or something, it becomes more of a unit of exchange as opposed to the gift. So you actually are seeking a reward from the gift. Mm -hmm. And so you are going against the laws of universal law. So many people, and I'll put my hand up, man, I've, I've been down that route before, you know, uh, I, I guess my gifting in trying to help everyone that I was trying to help back in the day uh, that simple need to be, I guess, loved, like you mentioned in the start, Jay. But that comes from a deep level of awareness that I had to see that, you know, I was trying to help everyone from that gift because the little boy just wanted to be loved. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to be heard and seen again. So a, a really cool story only happened uh, a few years back. And I remember I was trying to help out a friend through one of his uh, things that he was going through. I don't want, I want to you know, hold his uh, personal uh, care for him, so I won't tell the story exactly. But when I was trying to offer my help 
he simply said to me, what if I don't need your help, Ev? And that was like a boom. So this is really another deep level of self-awareness, brothers and sisters. Are we able to gift with that spirit of giving like I'm talking about without the expectation of needing to control the outcome? Because I think what is really deep-rooted behind this when you go on those deeper levels again is that needing to control the situation or the outcome of the, the circumstance. So for me, we're going back to the, the energy of giving and receiving. So I'm looking forward to diving in this because it really is a beautiful act to be able to give without the need of receiving and knowing and trusting that you are always going to be looked after in some way or another. And that's the beauty of universe or source is that it doesn't work on a certain time that we in a linear sense think of. It will always come back around. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to take a moment here. Um, Angela Blakely coming in from Illinois. Uh, beautiful, beautiful woman here. Now, what a gift just by showing up tonight and being present with us. Thank you for your gift of presence. Angela Blakely, she says, I used to give with an attachment and expectation. If I do X, I'll be accepted, loved, etc." Within the last two years, I stopped giving to those that I know don't give back to me. And I mean in forms of time, a listening ear, finances, etc. Now, here's the question. She is asking us, is that still the same as giving with an attachment or an expectation? So in this sense, she, she's saying um, she stopped giving to those and she doesn't get something back in return. So, Jeff, you're nodding your head yes. What do you make of that? Can you break this down for Angela? Oh, I was nodding my head yes because uh, before we went on the air, was didn't I just mention something in my life uh, that was similar? Mm. Um, uh, what I, I it's if I think the first step is 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 understanding when you're giving with an attachment and expectation or giving to get. So you, if you begin to realize that, and then all of a sudden what will, sh what will probably shift is that you realize that you've been giving to everybody. Everybody. you did, That's your thing. I do have a friend here in Nashville who it's, it's incredible. He, it's just like doing and giving and doing for people constantly, constantly, constantly. And... He was one of the guys in the group that got very angry about whatever this dude did based upon his giving. And so if you keep on giving and giving and giving, and then all of a sudden you realize, wow, am I giving to get? Am I giving with attachment? Am I giving with an expectation? Hmm. I just gave to that person six times in the last three months. And they haven't given anything back to me, nor maybe have they even said thank you. And then you can stop and say, whoa, wait a second. Why was I constantly giving to that person so much over the last three months? And not once, as Ev just said, is there a balance of giving and receiving? So it's not about wow, that person hasn't given me anything. Yeah, that's probably an attachment. Look at all what I gave to them, but I haven't gotten anything back. 
The real question is, Ev just said, is there a balance of giving and receiving in our life? And then you begin to look at relationships and just could say, wow, you know, I'm giving some energy to this person and there isn't a balance going on right. here. Maybe I've got to shift that relationship because now I've, I've grown inside of me to realize that I've been giving without attachments. I'm going to end that. I'm going to stop that. And once we do, then it opens up to look at relationships and say, wow, there, is there a balance of giving and receiving in that relationship? And if the answer is no, then you begin to look at the relationship. I, I love that, uh, Jeff, because we just kind of we kind of digressed here and blew this wide open into a much bigger, bigger topic or picture than we're talking about physically giving of a gift. But mm. physically giving in the exchange of receiving and give, giving and taking and the exchange is it's deeper. Mm -hmm. it, you actually we what you just did is you kind of just zoomed in to a whole other aspect of the give and take in all relationships, which is. At some point, you may have an awareness that you feel like you're 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 exhausted. You yeah. keep investing, if I may refer to it that way, in in a relationship with someone that you care about, but there's not the reciprocity that's taking place. And once you have that awareness, then you become an, you can have the opportunity to become an observer, and then through the 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 opportunity of observing, you then can ask yourself, is this good for me? Yeah. Is it good for me? Yeah. So, and that's, and, and that's sorry, Joe, you keep yeah, going. Go ahead. No, go and ahead. That, and that's where I feel Angela's talking about, you know, over time, she's just starting to put up boundaries. Yeah. So she's actually become aware of these people constantly taking from her. And now I just feel that she's put up boundaries there for herself. Yeah. Beautiful. I yeah. love that. And, so, and another thing, another thing in it, though is and ev mentioned this um we can i mean we could just continue to give and give and expend our energy and give whether it's giving with money giving our time giving our energy and then there could be attachments with that but how open are you to open your heart to receive love so you might even miss somebody. You might be giving to somebody. They might be giving back to you, but your heart is shut down where maybe you don't know how to receive what they're giving you because there's that huge wound or blind spot. Mm. Or well, it may not even be given by them, Jeff. And that's True. how universe works. That's not yeah. controlling the outcome then. Yeah. Yeah, I want, to, I want to take a moment here uh, just to share a couple of stories of my own relationship with gift giving. I no doubt had a very, very deep shadow and trauma around gift giving. Yes, of course, it does go back to the childhood. And uh, my mom is still alive and my mom is a fan and a viewer. So I will do my best to, in this moment, honor my mom. But it is my truth and it is my story. And mom and I haven't talked about this. So this may be an opportunity for some healing to take place after the show or over the weekend. We never know. Uh, we both have to be ready for it. But we've had these miraculous moments where uh, breakthroughs in our relationship 
because of Real Men Real Talk Live. And so today it's very rare that I hesitate in sharing some of my truths as a child. And it doesn't mean that my mom uh, needs to defend her perspective or her relationship with it. It's just that her relationship was different because she was my mom and I was the son. But for me, what happened was, um, this is just my memory of it, is that I reached a point in my childhood where I was really uncomfortable when it came around the holidays, whatever the holiday was, and uh, celebration, celebratory holidays where a gift exchange would take place. And it, it was because it, it, it felt to me as a younger self that my mom was not happy with what I gave. And I, I do have a memory of even one year where like, if I, if I gave her the gift and I didn't give her a card, I got reprimanded for that. Now, I use that word reprimanded very loosely here, but regardless of what the reprimand was, it still created a, um, a deep wound within myself, within my younger self. And then there was another time where I, I gave the card and not the gift, and that was another reprimand. And then the third time that I recall was one was one year I gave a card, but it was a it was a made at home card. It was handwritten. It wasn't the Hallmark card, and that disappointed my mom. Now, as a young child, I didn't understand that, and and I still don't because of the perspective of there's nothing greater than someone literally writing from their heart, their own message. But my mom was not in a space or a place where she was able to receive it in a, in a loving way. What I understand today is I'm not, I'm not angry at you, mom, today. I've healed that wound. And I'm smiling because for me, I just know that that probably was an old wound or an old shadow that you hadn't worked through as an adult, mother of me, your son. And so, you know, what, what ended up happening was I, I grew into my adulthood and I carried those traumas around gift giving in my own home. And then I married my wife, who I spent uh, three decades with. And it got repeated again. For me, the trauma around no matter what gift I gave her, and I always, I always was nervous going in, and I always did my best to invest in mental time into picking out the gift for her. And nine out of 10 times, she was disappointed. And that led to a meltdown of some sort, anger directed at me, which felt very, 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 very similar. And eventually it reached the point, I don't recall if we were eight, 10 years in, where she said, you know what? Why don't you just stop giving me gifts? Because clearly you're giving me a gift that you think I want. It's what you want me to have. It's not what I want. She said, so stop giving me a gift and just give me the cash. And I'll pick up my own gift. And that's how things evolved. And that's that was for me that, although I wasn't at peace with it, I accepted it because it was a safer road to take. It was a safer path to take. Now, I share these stories because this, this stuff gets real. Now, now I'm 61 years old, but I was in my mid to late 30s and, and mid late 30s when I finally surrendered and said, you know what, you, you're probably right. And I just started giving her the cash. And there was, there was no love in that exchange at all. It was just, it was my, it was a beautiful way to avoid the pitfall of getting traumatized one more time. 
And and for me, what this all comes down to was two things. One is that the the gift the, the, the process of giving a gift for me, and I didn't know that then because I was not, I hadn't done any work yet, and I hadn't gone through the healing journey as well as the awakening part of the journey. But what it came comes down to me was for me was that I was absolutely invested in giving of a gift with an expectation. And I didn't know it then, but I know what is my truth today is that, and it was always affirmed is that because I didn't, it wasn't received in a very loving way throughout most of my life. I received it as, as I'm not lovable. I can't figure out how to gift a woman something that will bring love for me from her. So you see, even in that exchange that was like Groundhog's Day, kept repeating uh, holiday after holiday, I still came away with those feelings of, I can't even give a gift right. I'm not mm. lovable. You see, that's how deep this stuff goes. Are you able to relate to anything I just said, Ev or Jeff? Yeah, brother. And I mean, you even just said something deep. So um, I'm going to ask you to take a, a big, deep breath, my brother. <laughs> me? You're talking to me? You, my friend. All right. Holding space for you, my friend. Mm. Here's a nice deep breath for Dr. Reverend Charles right here, right now. Mm. So, one yeah, I mean, what do, you, what do you make of that, uh, Ev? What, what's one your, one what's beautiful your thing you said there, and I'm not sure if you're too aware, but you actually even said it, it really stunned me on whether I was good enough to give a gift to a woman. Yeah. Yep. Not about just the gift of the energy exchange, but to a woman. Yep. So please correct me if I'm wrong. Did you see that start to ripple effect within relationships with other yeah. women? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know because I didn't have too many women in my life. I mean, I got, <laughs> I met my wife pretty early on, and I wasn't in significant committed relationships up until I met my wife. I was, mm. I was in the field, if I may refer to it that way. I was just playing. It, it doesn't, um, ha it doesn't have to be wife or beloved. I, I just mean a gift to a woman. Yeah. Yeah, you see how you see how 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 conditioned we can we can get from one parent, and yeah. it could be a, an entirely different situation with, with your father, yes. where your father went, oh, thank you. It didn't matter, but where he he knew it came from your heart, and it didn't matter, and he said thank you very much, thank you, Jay, for thinking of me, and and. So you can give a gift as you grow up to a man without, without any of that wounding or any of that conditioning or those feelings coming up. But then because of the conditioning from mom, Ev just, you know, I heard it too, was I didn't know how to give the gift to a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. That, and, isn't that and again, amazing? Yeah. No, it's, no, I mean, it, it's not amazing. It's, it's beautiful. It's truth. And, you know, as you've heard me say before, guys, we're only as sick as our secrets. And so this is an area where we really haven't gone before, but it's an area that's really important for us men and women to understand how, how we are impacted and how we carry some of our own wounds and shadows into our adulthood. And it, it hangs on 
it can hang on. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is, is for me today, I have, I have, I have a different understanding. Like I, I'm able to, at least this is how I frame it out. My personal relationship with giving of gifts to the two women that had the, I'd say the greatest impact in my life was my mom and my ex-wife was that it wasn't about me. It was about their own shadows and wounds, their own mm -hmm. disappointments, their own backstory around receiving of gifts. And I have a, a suspicion I probably will have an opportunity to do, like I said, some healing with mom and around that. And I, I already pretty much, I believe I have a good intuitive sense as to what the shadow was for her as a child. And so for me today, how I healed that wound is empathy. It's empathy. It's empathy for my mom. And it's most likely it's, it's very similar with my ex-wife. You know, I, I have empathy for both of these women that, um, I just think that I don't, I don't, I don't want to digress other than when we can have empathy for the other individual or the individual that, that causes some pain, some darkness, some trauma, and we stop holding on to the emotions attached to that as men, especially, and we're able to release that from us because there's where the freedom comes in and the gateway there is to for the first time in my life be willing to look at asking the question why do I think that was their experience why and when I'm able to ask the question I don't even necessarily need to have the answer from them as long as I come up with an answer that intuitively feels peaceful and feels right for me, and I have a greater understanding of the pain that they were in and traumas they had, it, it changes my relationship with the story. <laughs> you see how simple this can be? Simple, not easy. What do you make of that, Jeff? Hmm. You know, I think uh, what came up for me once again is, is, is the balance of giving and, and receiving. Um, when, when in, in that story, if we can all look at, I, I bet you that most of the people watching and even us, we've had a few of those people in our life, whether it's our mother, our father, an old girlfriend or a boyfriend, whatever it is, no matter um, what we did, nothing was good enough for them. Didn't matter what we gave, even if we were giving it, Without an attachment, we're letting it go. We're giving it from a place in our heart of love. And that person couldn't receive it um, because of their, uh, for example, with my mother, nothing was really ever good enough for her. It, it was, oh, there was always something that was wrong with something. Always something that you didn't do always something 
And so that's part of, was part of her wound. And I had that, that wound. And it, it, there's a point in my life where it didn't matter what, what anybody did or anything, nothing was really good enough. And until I started to do more inner work and go honor and value myself more and open my heart, then I realized the giving from another was coming from their heart. It didn't matter what they were giving. It didn't matter how they were giving. It was the thought in their mind of me that opened my heart and said, thank you. Hmm. Because it was that person energetically connecting with me with an open heart of giving to me whatever they were giving, whether it was just a phone call, a happy birthday, um, a card, whatever it was. It's like, wow, you know, wow, you were thinking of me. Thanks so much. And I'm going to close my eyes, open my heart and just receive that balance, that love. Just think about, uh, folks, the people who make time for you in your life. Mm -hmm. I have people in my life who have always for years, and I can probably count them on one hand, who always make time for me which is another form of giving to us mm -hmm. because they're giving of their time. People in my life for over probably 40 years who I can think of who have always made time for me. Always well, made time. It's, to a, see it's a good thing, Jeff, that we make time for you every week. We, we spend about four and a half, five hours a week together. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Are you, is that enough? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, it, it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm off the oh, hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, and we'll see. Here's the thing. So what I've done is I've looked at my relationships and I've said, "Where is is there a balance of giving and receiving in this relationship?" So I want to I want to switch gears here, guys. I want to take us into our next segment of tonight's show. Is talking about gift giving, talking about giving without attachments and expectations. What is the greatest gift that you choose, Ev? And then Jeff, you could you could go thereafter. That you choose to give in your circle that doesn't have expectations attached to it. What is the greatest gift that you give, mm -hmm. or you desire to give on a daily basis to people that you care about? And I, and, I, and I just experienced it. I, I, I told uh, Jay and Jeff, I'd just come from a, uh, a march that we do here each year as our First Nations people uh, celebrating um, achievements of Aboriginal and Indigenous uh, Torres Strait Islander peoples. And, um, you know, Jeff, you hit it on the head. It was literally my presence. It was literally the time. I talked about this last week. I said the most valuable thing that we really do have here on this planet right now is time. Because we have ample fools amounts of energy right now, brothers and sisters. And I think you all can feel it. If you're on the awareness journey and you've got yourself, you're looking after yourself, self-care, 
really uh, good rituals for yourself, you know you've got ample amounts of energy. But what is limited is time. And one thing that people always thank me for and show gratitude is for simply me turning up and showing my presence and time. So being able to gift that uh, attention and energy to someone has been something that I've become really aware that Jeff's just really hit me on the head and was beautifully shared this morning when I experienced it on that march. So that has definitely been up the top of my totem pole, Mr. Rothman. It's been able to give someone my time. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jeff? What is the what is the most important gift that you like to give today? Being available. Just being available. If someone needs me, just I'm available on on many levels. So the gift that I'm giving is just being available. If somebody called and said, you know, I need to talk about something, I, I'm available for that. And then you give of your time, as Ev said. So for me, it's just being available um, to people that I'm open. I'm here to listen. Whatever you need with boundaries, of course, but I'm available. I'm available in life. My heart's open and I'm available to listen or whatever it is that someone someone needs. And that's the gift that I can give. And then my time and my energy that's put into into that in that exchange with, with someone. Hmm. I you know uh, for me personally that is the one of the greatest gifts someone can give to me. Tell me more. Being available. I've realized in my life, if something is comes up in my life that I really need to process, I have a few people who I know who are available. There are people in my life who used to be available, but they're no longer available any longer based upon whatever's going on in their life. No judgment or shame involved in that, I just realized, you know, that person is not available. So who's available? And it's, and it's a limited amount of people, but who's, who's really available, you know, when I, I need to process something or talk about something and, and all, and all that good stuff. And of course, it's always that balance. And, but that for me, if I know somebody's available and I'm equally available, that's, that's, that's pretty cool for me. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that, Jeff Asano. I want to take a moment here to acknowledge and answer the same question for myself, which is uh, the greatest gift that I just love to engage in with others is hearing them. And then acknowledging what I heard, being able to say to someone that's hurting or someone that's struggling or someone that's in pain, to be able to acknowledge them and say, I see you, to be able to say, I feel you. And most important, to be able to say, 
I understand you. And for me, that's that's the greatest gift. And I'll tell you why. Because I couldn't do any of those things in my past. I wasn't present enough to even know how to connect with anybody at that deep level. I was just running and I was gunning. And um, I know that probably has a different meaning for many people, unfortunately, today in the U.S. Maybe I'll retract that statement. But for me, I, I was just running. I was running from me, myself, and I. And so I didn't know how to connect with anyone in any level outside of a business level. I could cut a deal. I could make that work. You know, it was interesting. Last night, I I witnessed um, our dog Milo was attacked at a dog park. And Mary was off catering a beautiful retreat dinner. And uh, I didn't participate because I'm on the back end of COVID right now. But I did go to a dog park, which is an open field. And unfortunately, Milo was attacked. And what was interesting was that two women felt pulled to step in and assist me on some level. And I, and I didn't really take time to really process what that was about until this moment. For whatever reason, they felt energetically driven to step in. Maybe as that mother bear, I'm not sure. Maybe they sense my energy um, is low. I had met one of them prior, so she, she knew, you know, she knew me maybe in a different energetic exchange. But two women that really are strangers to me both felt the need to step in and either try to uh, help, definitely try to help. I wouldn't want to say it was to rescue by any means, but it was an interesting for me to be an observer in that moment on a receiving end. And accepting it with love, accepting it without um, creating a story around what is it that they want from me? Is there, an, is there some type of exchange? Do I owe them something for this? Other than just to ask them for their phone numbers so that I knew when I calmed myself down and I knew that my, Milo was safe, that I could, I could acknowledge them and, from my heart and just thank them. But it was interesting as a man, usually, you know, a dog gets attacked. It's the man that's, that shows up in a very, you know, very aggressive way, just like his, his dog may, or the need to defend his dog when a dog is, is not the aggressor. But I didn't do any of those things. I, I was as calm as I could be. And yet these two women felt the need to step in to try to uh, defend and assist at the same time. Just an observation. I don't really, I don't know that I need to know what the why, but it was an unusual experience for me as a man to receive that level of um, assistance from the feminine divine. Mm. It was, I don't know if either one of you have ever had that experience, but um, I, I don't believe that they, that they gifted me anything with an, an expectation or an attachment to it other than they just felt motivated or driven to show up in the moment. Mm. And it's mm. true humility, isn't it? <laughs> you know, For me? 
well, in, in that whole interaction, you know, we, we go back to this balance of this, this give and receive. I mean, like attracts like in this universe. And I'm sure in another circumstance, Mr. Roth, the man, would have stepped in that situation as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I mean. You know, you've been able to experience that like attracting that like because that's where you are energetically vibrating at my friend ah i i like that answer i'll, I'll accept that as truth today mm -hmm. you know but there was a you know what's interesting is last night i actually did process it a little bit and there was a there was a little shadow there that popped up for me and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell on myself right now because this is part of what we do on real men real talk live there was a part of me that actually i had to work through i think my younger self uh, little JJ, that little boy within, that actually questioned, why did these women need to step in for me? Was there something that I wasn't doing for myself? Right? Was there something that I wasn't doing for myself? That Was I showing up appearing to be weak? I mean, that thought came through my mind, and I, I literally, I gave myself permission to kind of go there and go, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I, I just came up, came in, in a, in a different energetic field because of working through my health right now. And, and then, and then, and just being grateful to be outside. But these old patterns, these old thoughts will come through. And so I got to ask myself that question. Well, well, wait a minute. Like, how do you think they interpreted you? Do you think it was because they, they felt like you were weak and you, you didn't have, you didn't, you weren't, you didn't know how to show up and be a man in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And the truth was, is that my answer to myself was, no, I, I'm at peace with how I, with how I showed up. Because I could have showed up as aggressive as that dog was, uh, that dog that attacked Milo and as aggressive as the dog's owner, when I asked for her information, she get, became very aggressive towards me. And that's when these women stepped in. That was the beginning of the cat fight that ensued. Cops ended up getting called. This, this got ugly. Mm. Cops showed up. I mean, I don't want to uh, hijack the rest of our show here. But it's just a, a beautiful example of even in the moment of drama, even in a moment of uncertainty, even in a moment of watching Milo being bit and cut in his eye and blood, I didn't lose control. And there's freedom in that too. I kept my composure, although inside I was, I was not okay. Inside I was, I was feeling the pain. I was feeling Milo's pain. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I was at peace. I wasn't happy, but I was at peace with how I showed up. That's growth, my friends. Mm. It wasn't always that way. I knew how to turn it on, that toxic masculinity, when it was appropriate. But Beautiful. there's going to be a winner and a loser. And I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Mm. Beautiful awareness, brother. Mm. So as we uh, come up uh, close to the hour here, we've got about 13 minutes till. uh we're going to put a pretty bow in a shell and call it a wrap. I do want to 
um, I do want to seg segue into another part of tonight's topic, which is um, why do we tend to want to step in and rescue a friend or family member to help save them under the guise of giving? What is that about? Ev, what do you, uh, you want to jump in on that one? Why do we, why do we do that? I was the king of it. Really? But, um, um, until I went into that deep awareness journey, it was because I wanted to be saved. Hmm. Hmm. And I had to realize that I had to really come to some deep self-awareness, my brothers and sisters, particularly as a coach. And I still reflect on those times before I was really asking for the help on a deep-rooted level and couldn't really see it in the blind spot. But it was that, that, that little boy. He mm. wanted to be saved. He wanted to be helped. Mm. So it was a deep-rooted, you would say, block or blind spot, like I mentioned, that I had to become aware of particularly as I help a lot of people now on this journey. Mm. So I feel that is the deep root behind it all, my brother. Mm. Mm. Ev, I uh, want to take a moment here to invite you to close your eyes <laughs> and, and take a nice deep breath with me, brother. And as you exhale and take one more nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, mm. I want to invite you in this moment to share with us how does it how do you feel right now to have just expressed that truth about your younger self? Mm. What is at it what does it do for you? At peace. I feel at peace and I feel love. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Roth, the man. Simple, not easy, right? Mm. This, this is a beautiful journey that, that we are on. You guys, I am just so grateful, so grateful that we get to do what we do. And, uh, you know, some people call this work. This isn't work. This is, this is freaking, this is the gift. This is another level of gift giving. Right. Oh yeah. Where do you feel from that, Jeff? You know, um, when those situations come up, how do we know somebody needs to be saved? Or is that our attachment that we're placing on it? Oh, they're in distress, so I think I'll go save them. It's Ev. You said it earlier today when you wanted to help a friend or, and your friend said to you, Evis, how do you know I want your help? How do you know I need your help? But we're always the ones that say, I need to rush in and save the day. I need the one, I need to be the one who's going to organize the help. Or I'm going to be there to help all the time. And maybe someone just doesn't want our help. But we think that we, we will maybe energetically push our energy onto someone 
thinking that we are doing a wonderful deed and that person doesn't even really need it because they've never asked, mm. which is why it's important for us to ask. Because if we're pushing that energy onto others thinking that we're the ones who are going to be the knight in shining armor or whatever that is to come in and save the day and help someone, then it's all about us. Hmm. May not even be about that other person. It's all about us. It's all about us proving that we are worthy proving that I know everything, proving that I'm the one who can do it, proving this, proving that. And I'm going to, I'm going to rush in and, and, and be Superman here and save the day when the other person might not even want your help or need your help or might, but not now, which is why it's so important to ask and to be available and show up. If you need me, I'm here. Whatever you need, let me know. That is that is giving without attachment or expectation. If I have to rush, think I have to rush in and save someone and save the day, and I'm the one who can do that, hmm, then it's all about you. Been there, done that. I've been there, done that. And it was never about the other person. It was about what you thought was best for them. So I'm going to come in and save you. And then I'm going to call a bunch of other people and tell them that they should call that person and do that, whether that person even wants you to call them or not. So it's it's a very interesting situation, this giving with attachment and expectation. Because when we have those attachments and those expectations, then it's really about us and not the person that you think you should be trying to help and give to. It's really important. Beautiful, Jeff. Let go of those attachments. Let go of those expectations. Um, one of the guys in the group on Monday night said, once I, and he was referring to money because that was the what was going on in the group. He goes, once I hand money to someone and it leaves my hand, it's no longer mine and it's no longer my responsibility. I've just given from my heart and given to that person, whatever they choose to do with it is what they choose to do with it. I have given from an open heart to give. And then I can walk away and, and know that, that I just gave from my heart. And there's no attachment to it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Jeff Asano. I, uh, I got a, uh, an intuitive hit. And uh, so we have a surprise. I, in uh, last minute, uh, unexpected, less than two minutes ago, 
I invited, um, well, I just froze up here, but um, I, I invited Rachel Fiore, who's been an observer. She has been a viewer tonight, watching us live, commenting away through YouTube. I invited her, didn't know if she was, uh, had the makeup on, if she was dressed or not dressed, but I said, hey, we'd love to have you come in and share in our clothes tonight as an observer what, uh, what you heard tonight and what are our takeaways from tonight's episode number 113. And so, Rachel, welcome to the studio. Hello, hello. I'm in my pajamas, but here I am. I showed up. <laughs> Thanks for the gift, sister. Thanks for the gift. <laughs> Thank you for the gifts. Thank you for the gifts. Wonderful, beautiful to view this. Um, and let me say, just to be able to hear you share, uh, especially, Evis, when you shared the you realized you were trying to save and give because you were the one that wanted to be saved. Just touched my heart so deeply. Everything you gentlemen share touches my heart, but that was what an amazing gift you gave to so many people out there by sharing that realization and being able to see that I try to save because I'm the one that wants to be saved. I think that was absolutely beautiful. And you've, you've done it. You've saved yourself. You've done it. So congratulations. Good job. Thank you, sister. How does it feel, Ev, to, to hear those words come through a female's throat chakra right here, right now? It's beautiful, brother. It, it just gives me even more joy and balance within my life because, uh, as we know as well, um, when we're actually receiving it from someone that's so, you know, uh, acknowledged within her uh, community, it's something very special. So thank you, sister. How about how, how about putting uh let's roast Jeff Fasano for a moment here, Rachel? <laughs> what was your what was your takeaways from what you heard Jeff share tonight? So wait, hold it. Yeah. Rachel is Bob tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we got room for six more. Well, uh, we, we could bring Bob in right here, right now. That's that's always possible. We could take only he, he's only allowed if he's wearing his pajamas. That's that's the rule. <laughs> Well, Bob's pajamas may be not appropriate for uh, PG. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is your moment here, uh, Jeff, to listen to uh, Rachel as the as a viewer, as the observer, and as someone in the field uh, that we're in of mental health and uh, relationships. What, what did yeah. you hear tonight from Jeff Fasano? I loved the opening, Jeff, what you started with, just uh, mm. the awareness of encouraging people to awaken to what really is giving. Am I giving selflessly? Am I giving to get something in return? Because if you're not giving just to give, it isn't actually giving. It's not selfless mm -hmm. giving. So I think encouraging people to awaken to those moments where you know, I am giving, but I have an expectation. I'm giving, but it comes with. I'm giving, but I better get back. And I think that's beautiful awareness to teach people that that's not selfless giving, which means it isn't actually giving. Mm -hmm. It turns into selfish manipulation. I'm trying to manipulate yep. in order to get and receive for myself. And that, of course, comes from woundedness. So yeah. I love that you brought that up and talked about that. It was beautiful. Yeah. Hey, you know what was really cool? Thanks, Rachel, for that. Um, you hold know on, what was hold really on, cool? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jeff, hold the thought. Don't forget it. But take a moment <laughs> to let that sink in. Let it sink into the heart space. Let it come out of the head because you, you move too quick. 
as an observer, <laughs> you move too quick. So I don't think you let it drop down in the heart. Hmm. And it's important that when we hear something that profound, that we give ourselves permission to receive it. Hmm. So let it drop in for a moment. It's dropping. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for that, Jay. Well, what I was going to say, one of the cool parts of that group on Monday night, when those two guys shared, and then we went around the group and shared with them, they were so open and received it. And it was wonderful to see their shifts when we all kind of held a mirror up to them. That's the wonderful part of, of this group that I belong to. These guys went, wow, whoa. They didn't react. They sat back and they went, wow, oh, wow. Wow, did I do that? Wow, I, I never realized. That was the wonderful part of these of these guys who just went oh oh wow that's beautiful yeah it was really beautiful thank you for sharing that rachel i want to invite you now to to show up for me as the observer what did you what did you uh, observe what did you hear what did you see what was your takeaways from some of my shares tonight yeah, I think the one that stood out the most was when you shared when you were a little boy and you would give and what you would get back in return from your mom, you know, the that instead of the embracing or the gratitude or the love. And here's the beautiful reflection of truly a wounded boy. When I give, I want to receive my mommy's love. So it's still we learn at such a young age to give with expectation of what is mom going to do in return. I expect her, there's the attachment. I expect her to shower me with love the way mommies should. We're too young and fragile. We're too cognitive. Our cognitive develop development isn't advanced enough yet to realize, ah, I just gave this loving thing. She didn't like it. She didn't accept it. It wasn't good enough. But that just means that mom is possibly wounded herself. It's not personal. What I did was loving, and so I'm good with me. So I think that wounded little boy needs more love from you in order to realize that he at a young age was actually expecting something in return. There's the attachment. There's the expectation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. And, you know, it's, it, I just, as I'm listening to you, uh, I'm just thinking, boy, it sure, it sure would have helped all of us if we could have had these, these understandings when we were our younger self, of course, exactly. that would be like the same thing. Like I used to say in my, in my younger adult years, God, I, I, I wish I had the Brady Bunch family. That was until we, they started to leak out how dysfunctional yeah. the, the actors on <laughs> the set were of the Brady Bunch. So I was asking for something that really wasn't even realistic. And, and that brings us right back to how often, which perhaps next week's show topic is going to be around, is when we have these, um, I just lost my train of thought here, but um, when we have these attachments to, um, to love, and, and ultimately it got reinforced, as I shared in tonight's episode by my ex-wife, is that it never was... It was never enough. I couldn't, I couldn't give 
I could never give her the gift that she was ever going to accept with like, wow, thank mm. you. And it was so it was just rein, reinforced what the programming I got as a very young child. Absolutely. But, you know, today, I'm uh, like I said, I'm able to, I've been able to navigate through probably 98% of the shadow around that. And for me, it, it really is, is, is understanding that it, it never was about me. It never was about me. It was yeah. about my own, my own moms and my ex-wives, shadows, something from their past that they brought into the exchange of gift giving with attachments and expectations. And there's where we, there's where we get to finally like have love in our heart and empathy for them. It wasn't personal. Right. Even though it feels so personal, doesn't it? And it's not personal. Other people's wounds are not, they have nothing to do with you. Yes. Isn't that why we're now as adults, as adults, choosing to have relationships with people who are aware and conscious and self-aware. And, and, make, and, and making sure even that number one relationship is with yourself. Yeah. But even understand the concept of giving and receiving. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Rachel, any other closing thoughts or comments from overall tonight? I'm not going to come on in my pajamas ever again. This is a one time only. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I, I would love to share would be remember to honor yourselves. And that goes back to that lovely woman's question about sharing, sharing. And Evis pointed out, it sounds like you're setting boundaries now that when all you do is give, 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 and you don't allow yourself to receive, you're going to feel that very out of balance with giving a lot. And that means that I have to learn how to honor myself and how much I give. There you go. Also how much I allow myself to receive. There needs to be a balance within me, myself and I, that's a learning how to honor myself and my divinity so that I know when to selflessly give, when to say no, that's the balance. The balance comes from me inside. It doesn't come from outside of you. Beautiful, beautiful. All righty. Well, I think we, uh, I think we just got our pretty, pretty bow and wrap on the show. And so with that, I want to thank uh, uh, my co-host this evening, Jeff Fasano, Evis Love Heath, and a last minute surprise. Literally, <laughs> uh, this just came out of, this just came an intuitive hit that just came through <laughs> in the last minute. Rachel, I want to thank you for joining us late in the broadcast tonight. And again, happy birthday to Mr. Josh Richard, who's got the, uh, He's still on uh, Sony Studios' lot uh, filming this evening. He had every intention of being here. Happy birthday, Josh Richard. We love you. We miss you. And hopefully, uh, guests and viewers, hopefully uh, you take some time this weekend to do some self-care, show up for yourself first, and then consider showing up for others. That is how this thing called life works today. Self-love is first. It's not being selfish. It's, it's taking care of your needs first and then being present for others. And with that, I love you all. Peace and blessings. We'll catch you all next week on another edition of Real Men, Real Talk Live. <laughs>